With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Boom. We're, we're back. We had, uh, we had two weeks off. It's good to be back. We had like our best episode ever. Uh, when the waters came on, so saying let's, let's see if we can beat it. Yeah, Zane you guys have got to be scraping at the bottom of the barrel. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> You're our first yeah, recurring yeah. guest, and the only thing I yeah. could think was, please let his internet be better than it was last time. And so far, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks good. It can't be worse. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. I don't think I'm even on the internet. I think I'm on my cell service this time. So That's, lessons learned. Yeah, sometimes that works better. Uh, can we back, consider Zane? you? friend of friend of the program sure think, friend of the pod i think he was friend of the pod before we even got going yeah I but mean, like i don't know personal I friend of mine was he i know you guys have been on a you know rocky road you and zane back and forth but oh yeah we're healing wounds thomas yeah right right well make it um, amends making amends yeah, that's what this is that's <laughs> we what need a beef about. history episode I, yeah, i'm we, not even actually aware of any beef but i think we should play this up you could come up with Pick something we have, some more beef. We, we have beef you came out with a newsletter dude that's true competing wow. newsletter competing subscribe, give us subscribe a, everybody gave us... you guys think the dink is good yeah <laughs> just wait Zane you gave us a good newsletter. shout though you gave us a good shout though in the in the last issue i saw that i didn't Zane? see it first and i saw it what have you been I, up to? We've had the off season here. Yeah. You've, you're writing a newsletter. Is that a weekly thing? No. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine people have weekly updates from me? No, that's a, that's a monthly deal. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, so I, I think I took my off season a little bit too far, got a little bit bored, started writing a whole bunch of blog posts for the dink. Uh, I'm okay. pretty sure I have a surplus of like five or six articles written already. So yeah, you'll have to hit those up on the on the Dink blog. Um, let's see, went to Miss America with yes. my to, with my girlfriend, and, and she did great. That was fun. Um, is this your first time at Miss America, or yeah? Yep, Miss America is a one time deal, right? You so can you only do a, it one time. Yeah, you win a state title, and mm-hmm. uh, then you go to Miss America, <laughs> and then you're done. Then it's retirement. What's your girlfriend's name again? Jennifer. Jennifer Jen. Schmidt. Do you yep, go yep. by? Does she, you call her Jen? I call her Jenny. Jenny. Uh, mm-hmm. What's next for her then? So she continues to be Miss Wisconsin for the rest of this year. It's her full-time job. She goes around the state, represents her sponsors, uh, and goes to appearances such as business openings and uh, educates kids at schools about her platform, which is related to 
um, prevention of type two diabetes. And so, yeah, she's, uh, she's busy, um, doing that until June. And then, mm-hmm. then I get to join, uh, Shieldsy over in, in Austin. So right. wait, yeah. you're moving to Austin too. Yeah. When are yeah. you moving Tyson? <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I'm welcome there. That sounds like good tea for the pod. Yeah, no, I'm welcome there probably, but I already have built a life for myself here, Zane, in one of the meccas of pickleball. Do I need to then shift to a different mecca? I would say so. Can there only be one mecca? Is mecca something that is sort of? I think like there's a. a I think no. Thing? I think. I mean, I think geographical wise, you could be like, oh, the mecca of the Western United States, uh, Arizona, probably. Or maybe Got it. Utah. So you you could be a mecca of whatever as long as you make the you make it really like I'm the mecca of this hotel in Austin right now. Sure. This is I mean mecca. that's arguable, but yeah, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, there's be, probably someone. Yeah, I there's probably somebody the right bigger way. than there's you. Definitely somebody more important here. Than me, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so um, okay, so Zane and Jenny are moving to Austin in june probably july in yeah july yeah our, our yes. lease ends in july so okay mm-hmm. from wisconsin what are you going to do without those or are you going to go back in the winters uh probably not no, dude. like uh, a reverse snowbird yeah yeah i can't imagine that it's about 12 you're, degrees right now that's uh, serial killer move if you're a reverse snowbird. <laughs> <laughs> reverse snowbirder dude that would be man i i but Red just for the reaction one. from people i feel like somebody would <laughs> yeah. there's somebody out there who would do it just for the reaction just be like yeah. yeah i go to arizona in the summers when it's 120 and as soon as it drops under 100 i uh go to canada <laughs> Um, that sounds right. like a well, vlog. Yeah, Zane, Zane, we don't have you for for super long. But first thing I want to ask you about was your your new camps that you have you have going um, in line with with the APP. So those are launching here pretty soon, right? Yeah. So uh, we start the APP Academy has its uh, its first clinics over in um, in Mesa on uh, January seventeenth. Um, it's at a brand new facility, Bellbank Park. It, it'll be exciting. Um, I've been there yeah. all this week a bunch of times. Yeah, how was the I opening? Already played there. The opening was good. They were still painting some of the courts, like surfacing them. So they had about half the courts open. Uh, beautiful stadium court. It looks like it's going to be beautiful. They're still working on that, but they should have everything completed by this weekend, I believe, for sure by next week. Perfect. But well, yeah, I mean, it looks it looks beautiful, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to get it started because we saw an opportunity for you know having a ton of highly invested amateur players at these APP events that myself and a lot of other pros are already going to be at. It seemed like a natural partnership with the APP to to bring this on as part of their experience, and so really excited to teach alongside Vivian David for the first one in Mesa. And then over in Boca Raton, we have uh, Martina Coakley and Grant Bond uh, teaching alongside me as, as well. And so we try to do things a little bit differently, again, keeping it eight to one because nobody likes those clinics where you get there and there's like 45 people. Uh, that's, that's not our, our deal. Um, another big thing that I've heard in feedback is we want clinics that are divided by skill level, right? We don't want to be packed in you know, two fives and five O's in a clinic. So true. 
So we run a 3.0, a 3.5, and a 4.0, and we do this up and down the river thing where basically we're doing a drill, we're working on skills, but you're kind of competing at the same time. So by the end of the clinic, the top three, five players are going to be on the top court and the bottom three, five players are going to be on towards the bottom of the court. So even within three, five, you're going to be playing with people that are most similar to your skill level. And um, go ahead. is it like an, uh, is it like an add on to registration or is it a completely separate thing? How are people signing up for these uh, clinics? Yeah, so it's not an add-on to registration, but it's done through my website, Um, And there's information about it being sent out by pickleballtournaments.com and on the APP tournament website as well. So is so, this your brainchild? Did you approach the APP with this idea? I did, yeah. I, I figured it was a natural uh, sort of partnership and a great way for them to continue to build rapport with amateur players, uh, a great way to utilize the, the functionality of having a host, right? Yes. So they have the APP Mesa Open is hosted by Deckel Bar and Vivian David. And so Vivian has the, Vivian and Deckel have the, the first dibs on, on teaching. And so I approached them. Vivian was all for it. Deckel told me to pound sand. And <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah. Um, yeah, so we're pretty pumped about it. We're going to be at all 27 domestic APP events this year. So nice. lots, of, uh, lots of teaching. You're a true entrepreneur, Zane. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur that likes playing pickleball. Yeah, well, there you go. Then you figure it out the pickleball way. Somebody Same. already has the picklepreneur uh, username. I don't think I would ever actually use that, but it was, a little, it was interesting. Somebody's already stolen it. Yeah, it, you, any pun you could come up with with pickleball, it seems like somebody has the handle somewhere because I tried to come up with a bunch of them right when I came into the sport like two and a half years ago. All of them taken. And the domains. Yeah, to domains. Domain it is tough to parts. find domains. Yeah, it you know, really <laughs> is, dude. It turns out this one kid I started playing pickleball with, like owns all of them. when I was you know, first just getting into the game, he goes, he comes up to me one day once I started the dink and he was like, dude, I think I have a pretty solid domain. I'm like, what are you talking about? He started listing all the domains he bought like three years ago, just having to do with pickleball. Yeah. Like you're one of those guys. Like, you, yeah. like uh, he has third, you know, there's that third shot sports that um, it's like by uh, Mark Grenison. He's got like third shot, third shot sports.com or something. Like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So now the play is throw a bunch of garbage up on that domain and tell Mark Renison is like, I can't be associated yeah. with that. Blackmail him. Yeah. And then that's he great. has to that's buy great. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so do you guys know what the deal is with domain names of like people? Now, I, I think, don't think everybody has their, their own correct. website. I, right? I think legally, I think legally, if someone had com and you wanted it, you could get it. Mm-hmm. But there might be, yeah, some really. I think le- legal wise, yes. But then, like, if they have some, like, uh, if their name's also Zane or something, and it, like, then it gets weird. I don't know exactly. The first time I went on Survivor, uh, Twitter had just come out, and I toyed with the idea for weeks and weeks to take everyone's Twitter handle before the season <laughs> aired. So by the time the season aired and they realized they should be on Twitter, I owned everybody on the season's handle, Dude, and I just there was you like, go. I you always. Were- 
so close to doing it and i was like this will just be funny like that's why pickle pod your number one destination for legal advice (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) oh and yeah and last episode was marketing advice (laughs) what last episode we were giving marketing and career advice to the waters yeah and style advice um Mm -hmm. and uh and now we're doing uh legal advice so this, Thomas, I want an audit of the, these votes. I don't know how I didn't get most stylish. You're uh, supposed best. to be. You're the auditor, dude. You're the yeah, you're exactly. The, let let see it. It. So Let's he needs see to see the, <laughs> how he wants to. Yeah, this right. is what yeah. I think too. I also think that there's because my fila person, Lucy Kovalova, she didn't like all dripping in that fila swag, dude. and she's not winning most stylish. Yeah, we should have. Um... It's tough. I mean, some people are just fan favorites, and if you put them out there, they're just going to get voted. It's true. Like, you people can't love the waters. Voting is broken, and I think we can. But all they're agree pretty swaggy. They're, they're pretty swaggy, solid. and I agree that like they it. put the time in. Like Zane, if you handmade all your pickleball outfits, of course you'd win. Twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. You want to know what our biggest mistake was? Michael's fabric store. What? You want to know what our biggest mistake was in all of that? No. I feel like there's. You left out Altoff. Are you kidding me? There's nobody more iconic than a tucked in shirt on a 47 year old Indian guy. Yeah. No, 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 no. But I left him out for best on court antics. Oh, he he is on court. He DM'd us and was like, what the hell? And I was like, I can't even, like, you're right. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you definitely yeah. belong on there. Player of the year, you left him out for too. I mean, there's a lot of things that you <laughs> that you messed yeah. up. And I, yeah. he didn't ask me f- to submit any of the players. He said, send me some categories we can have. So I sent him some category ideas, but I'm not guilty at all for leaving people off of those lists. There we go. Way to take ownership, Tyson. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, wait. So we we have to uh, because again, Zane, we only have you for so long. We we got to talk about all this news because um, a lot is going on in pickleball. Our so much line, news. Our subject line uh, for the newsletter yesterday was the pickleball world was just turned upside down. I also had a typo in the subject line, which if you run a newsletter, is literally the worst thing you can do so that was pretty devastating Mm -hmm. but um the sentiment was true there's a ton going on um and if i could just recap it really quickly basically this guy tom dundon billionaire owner of the carolina hurricanes uh investor in top golf carvana you know he's got his real his uh private equity firm or i mean you could just call it an investment firm because i don't think there's really any like rhyme or reason i think he's just a savvy investor so um, he is a big investor in like Top Golf in in Carvana. Um, he had actually become the majority investment investor in the Alliance of American Football, which was subsequently shut down and, and bankrupt. Though he, um, if you kind of look into all that, um, essentially he was like misled when he made the investment. You're not going to win them all either. Like you're not going to win them all. Yeah, but it is, win is um, most of them. He has a track record of. Um, of investments in major sports, current owner again of the the Carolina Hurricanes, and he's now the majority that? investor. That is the NHL hockey. Okay, he's now the majority investor in the Pro Pickleball Association. Um, he also, at the same time, um, purchased uh, Pickleball Central and PickleballTournaments.com, which were in the same ownership group already. 
but all three of those entities will now be combined to form Pickleball Inc. And um, yeah, oh, we should have bought um, pickleballinc.com. Damn. I okay. think, so, Somebody yeah. see if it's available. Yeah, quick, quick, quick. <laughs> I don't think you want to blackmail Tom Dundon. Let me just, let me just tell you that. Um, but, but yeah, so a ton of, uh, just a ton of like uh, breaking news there that I think completely changes the landscape of pickleball. I think from everything that I've heard, Tom Dundon has, has, um, you know, huge ambitions for where this league could go. And I think overall, anytime capital is, is funneling into the sport at that level, and somebody who's that accomplished is is really um, making themselves a leader in the sport. I, I think that's a good thing. Um, but I know that there are a lot of differing opinions, uh, especially with all the new contracts that are coming out and the way it, it kind of shakes up um, the different tours. And, and um, I think my philosophy is I'm going to just sit and watch what happens. <laughs> Um, but Zane, you're kind of in a unique position in that you're in the middle of all of it. Sure. Um, yeah. And so uh, Thomas, you're not going to get in there and shake things up and call Tom Dundon and, you know, have a word, et cetera. You're just going to sit back and watch. Um, as far as this podcast is concerned, I'm just going to sit back and watch. Oh, okay. Get him on here for the next one. Come on, get some real guests on here. <laughs> we've done that before we've gotten real guests on before saying don't threaten us <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean it's 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 pretty cool to be in the middle of this right this is kind of my my two worlds combining which is pickleball and obviously i have the i have the background as in business and, and auditing i was working with deloitte before i quit my job to be in pickleball and so it's definitely extremely interesting to see larger capital investments made into the sport and it's only a testament for the for the growth I don't think anybody is buying pickleball and buying the things that, that Tom has purchased without understanding the growth behind it, right? And then which is the which is the most exciting part. Um, it'll be interesting to see. What I'm most interested to see is for every action, there's a reaction, right? And so I think there's going to be responses by other parties, right? There's going to be a response by. USA Pickleball and Major League Pickleball and APP and just like Thomas, I'm kind of just sitting here and, and eating my popcorn and, and watching it all play out. But, you know, you need to have that, that first person come in and then it legitimizes things for, for everybody else. So yeah. I'm just as excited to see what happens with, as, uh, as you guys are. And I think from the player's perspective with these with the new contracts, there's a bit of a a bidding war, right? Players. So let's just, can we just tie it all together? Cause I guess it is all one conversation. I was going to mm -hmm. wait to, to talk about the contracts, but sure. just to give a little bit of background there for those who haven't been following along the PPA after this um, announcement was made uh, or, or pretty much right at the same time, they presented uh, most of the top players in the game with new contracts uh, that stipulated uh a number of things, but the the most, uh, I guess, like eye catching um, and and different would be the one hundred percent x one hundred percent exclusivity to the PPA tour, uh, which means you can't play APPs, no U.S. Open, no Nationals, unless you have written approval. 
uh, and the contracts were for three years in length. I know there were other details um, involved uh, with, with the contracts, but, but those are kind of the two, two main details that have everybody going, hold on, and the APP kind of scrambling. And now, as we saw yesterday, responding with, with different moves or preparing to make different moves of their own. Mm-hmm. But sorry, Zane, you can kind of continue off that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting the, the, the length of duration of, of these new contracts, a, a three-year deal, right? I compare one year in pickleball to a decade in the real world just because the, the pace of change in pickleball is unbelievable, right? It's January of 2022. Three years ago, what did the pro circuit look like? I don't think that the APP and PPA were even announced or even a thing in January of whatever that would be, 2019, right? I think the APP ran their first tournament in Chicago in July of 2019, if I'm not mistaken. And I think PPA was beginning in February of 2020. So... Look, I mean, in the last three years, we've had two new tours come up, completely new tours. So three years in pickleball is, is an enormous amount of, of time, just given the amount of change. Um, but again, I think, it's, I think players are going to do, obviously, what they, what they feel is, is best for themselves, right? Some people want the stability of knowing, hey, this is what I'm going to be doing for the next three years in, in pickleball. And I think, in theory, some of the some of the things that the PPA is trying to do by being fully exclusive makes some sense, right? Maybe they can lobby on behalf of their players if the players want to go to an outside tournament, say uh, nationals. The PPA could have some leverage and say, "Hey, if you want uh, our PPA players to come to nationals, you need to treat them and give them this, 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 and this." Right? At the flip side, in a you know, there's nothing obligating them to do that as far as i as far as i see it other than just good rapport with the players and so it's a it's a bit of a catch on on both sides as as how i see it and um yeah i'm I'm sure if you asked 30 different players 30 different players would give you 30 different answers yeah that's uh and i think it's also yeah it's like one of those things that's like unknown currently as to uh, how I think we've, we've talked about this before Zane with the old existing PPA contracts is that as long as the governing body that owns the contracts acts justly and in favor of the people that are contracted, then it's great. Right. Well, I, I, I tend to assume that, that either party is going to only, act in accordance with their contract and that's kind of the purpose of a contract a contract when you sign a contract it implies that any verbal agreement is uh replaced by what's written right and so you can have you can say whatever whatever it is that you want but to protect yourself i think you should base your decisions only off of what's written that's my opinion. That's my more more legal advice on the on the pickle pod. I've learned that Don't the hard way a couple me. times. I've learned that the hard way a couple times. Uh, a verbal agreement because oh, it takes too long to change the contract, or it's going to cost too much money to hire guys to rewrite it, and then don't worry, you've got this. 
uh, only to find out that the don't worry, you've got this uh, means we've never planned on giving that to you in the first place. But uh, the only way we could get you to sign it was to give you some reassurance. Yeah. So along those lines, yes, I agree with you, Zane. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I have not seen the contract. I don't know. I know that a lot of players have been excited about it and have been signing it and have been anxious to sign it. And uh, so, yeah. There's a lot to be excited about, right? I'm super excited about Tom entering this sport, just given his track record, like you guys said. That is, right. there is something to be excited about there, most definitely. And I'm curious, have you guys ever had uh, real jobs I had a I had a real job for a year, and my contracts were always one year. Thomas and and Tyson, I don't know. Have you guys had like a like a, a real job, job that you're contracted for? Yeah, I've never had a real job that I've had a contract for. I've had real jobs, like a, like a sit down job, right? Like a, no, no. Yeah. I've spent my entire I've I spent eighty hours a week avoiding a 40, 40 hour a week desk job, and I've done that pretty much my entire life. Congratulations! There you go, Thank uh, you. Thomas. What about you? You're on mute, oh, brother. He's on mute. Good. Finally. All right. Not a good, right not a good host. <laughs> not a good host move when you uh, when you mute yourself. No, you should uh, mute yourself if you're gonna, you know, listen to somebody. Go ahead. I was Thomas. I was in your world, Zane. I was in uh, I was in finance. I was in investment banking before I uh, before I left and um, went to a startup for a, a couple years and then pickleball, which we're all now. And how long were how long were your contracts typically? I don't know because unlike you, uh, you I like them. to blindly trust. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just give it those, to me and I'll sign those it. who are going to yes. put money in front of me. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So my Just... contract experience, Zane, is television. I've been on Survivor four times. I've been on another TV show called Marriage Boot Camp, uh, and. They give you very long contracts and basically the gist of the contract in maybe a little bit kinder terms is we own you and we can make you look as stupid as we want and there's nothing you can do about it. And then you can't go on any other show without our permission for 12 months thereafter. Okay. Something along those lines, but very, very long, too long for someone who does not understand all the legal jargon in a contract to even process. Like we're talking 30, 40, 50 pages long. Yeah. And so, and at that point they say, sign it. If you want to be on TV and get paid X amount to be on the show or don't sign it and we'll find somebody else. And at that point you have to assess your own worth. Am I worth it? Are they calling my bluff? Do they have to have me on this thing? If they do, I can play hardball back. If I do not feel like they can, but I want to get paid for that particular thing, then I just sign it. And so that's like, and it's probably similar with this, like, what is my worth to the PPA? Do I have any leverage? Do I have any versus not? And, and so, yeah, it's, but if it's your first time signing a contract like this, it can be, you know, a little daunting or you can just sign it and, and close your eyes and hope for the best. I don't know. Well, if you also if you're a a player who's maybe younger or on the cusp of of even being included or or presented one of these contracts, and you see all these big names signing, and you probably have this sense of FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. You don't want to be the one player to to not sign. I haven't um, gotten so my contract kind of some, offer from the PPA yet. 
I have an either, which is weird. I have two wins. You guys uh, should follow up with Connor. I'm gonna I'm gonna check the mailbox right now. Actually, I'll be right back. <laughs> um, but yeah, in yeah, terms, just going back email. to going back to what you said about like verbal versus written, Zane. Like, what are your original points there? I mean, one of the biggest questions is okay, how are these contracts going to impact how players can participate in other events and tours? And coming off of the first major league pickleball, which was awesome, exciting, players were pumped. Um, everybody in the sport was pumped about it. Uh, what we know now is that the PPA, um, they'll have to provide players written approval in order to play in outside events. Now they've given sort of verbal approval up to this point that major league pickleball players can still participate in that. But in this alternate universe where the PPA wants to tighten the reins, they could say no. And that presents a really interesting situation for some of these players who, because they were drafted, have equity in the league. So what a weird dynamic that that creates. And, and hopefully it doesn't come to that point. But Yeah, well, I'm hoping that they can, they can work something out. And look, MLP was almost everybody's favorite event. And it wouldn't be quite the same if it was fragmented. Right, it's great because everybody was there. Everybody that's playing APP, like last year, it was myself, Dylan, JW, Jay, Lauren Stratman. Like those players are there, and as well as the PPA players that are, you know, your Riley and and Tyson and and Ben. And it was great to have everybody at one place. And I think the the fragmentation doesn't really help anybody, right? Because if I go to the PPA and I beat some of the PPA players, it doesn't look great for the PPA. And if PPA players come to the APP and, and beat up on, on APP players, it doesn't look great for the APP. And so it just, I think it diminishes the value of, of both tours when you only have X amount of players that play. Right? And that was the beauty of, of Major League Pickleball was you had everybody there other than Matt, Lucy, and, and Simone. So you really had a very, a very solid field there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, hopefully, I mean, I believe that, uh, that uh, the PPA and major league pickleball are attempting to, to make an agreement. And I, I don't see why they wouldn't at least attempt to, who knows whether they will or they won't. Uh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall of that conversation, but, uh, I'm stuck here with you guys. So (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I have a little game <coughs> for you moving forward here. Uh, let's here say goes. that you are uncontracted. Hold on, do you want yeah. to get a notebook? Yeah, he's, he's, no, he'll remember it. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Is this legal advice? No, it's not legal advice. Okay. So you uh, currently have not signed a PPA contract. You travel around the country going only to events where PPA players cannot play. You have to win the event. And then you continually announce that you are the greatest pickleball player of all time. And it's a shame. It's a shame that the PPA players cannot play you because you are the greatest of all time and draw people out. And then boom, gigantic contract. Sounds like Chet Subaru. Yeah, so just go around, win all these events, doesn't matter how big or small they are, continually announce on social media that you are the greatest of all time and everyone else is afraid to play you. 
I could help with that. I've got a nice little media machine behind us at the dink here. Yes. We could, we could get you on the hype. Zane Navratil announces again after winning the uh, the Rink-A-Dink uh, 2022 challenge in wherever, and then just be like, still the right, best. Let's, Zane, let's take the quotes. Still number one. Agents. Yeah, yeah, let's take another piece of Tyson's advice here from last episode, and you can also change your name legally to number one player, <laughs> Zane Navratil. Yes, world's number one, Zane Navratil. That'd be pretty funny. I've seen some pretty yeah. good stuff on on pickleballtournaments.com with with the name changes. Uh, yeah, there's there's an idea. So when mountain biking first started, everybody could submit just a fake alias name. And so there's like Joe single track and mountain bike gym and stuff. And then they tightened it up and you had to like submit like real evidence of who you were. But those people who own those licenses, if you keep up on the dues, you still own them to this day. So you're like grandfathered in. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. There we go. Something similar in pickleball. Yeah, maybe. Um, so the other point would be on the on the flip side is uh, the APP for them. I mean, this is a direct shot across the bow and they're now scrambling even for this next event because certain players, these new contracts mean, OK, they can't play in these APPs. And so some pros are already dropping from this upcoming event and the APP announced that they're going to do an emergency wild card to mm-hmm. fill spots of because you know some of these top players now don't have partners and um uh, it's just an it's a sort of a crazy interesting thing to to watch happen and and see how the the app um adapts and right and continues forward yeah well i think it's a i think it's a move to make them have a little bit less of a, a barrier to, to PPA players, right? If somebody played all PPA and didn't meet their criteria for playing tier one events, but next year they're not going to sign this contract or they're not going to sign the three-year contract, well, they don't want to be shut out, or the APP, I don't think, wants them to be shut out of several events. No, welcome them with, with open arms, I think, as as they should. So I think it's just a direct competitive measure that makes sense to me. Right, draw the players that are on the fence. Give them one more reason to decide to to be an APP player. Right. Um, so, again, I think it'll just be interesting to see. This whole deal has been out for what a week at this point. Right. Yeah. We're already seeing moves, counter moves, APP responding, MLP responding, yep. calling players meetings. It's just uh, it's it's great to sit back and and watch because right now the players are at the center of a three-way bidding war the way that i see it right i'm, yeah, I'm gonna hang out and i'm gonna hang out and, and chill out for as long as they want to keep bidding right i'm not gonna sell right, right now so well and yeah, the other right. thing too that i think it, you, you touched on a little bit three years is an eternity in pickleball not only in the sport of pickleball but in the talent of pickleball mm-hmm. like are the top 15 players that are contracted currently in three years time how many of them are going to still be in the top 15 or 20 like that's with it ever shifting and these younger players coming in and people learning to play pickleball at 11 years old, you're going to have more of that talent coming up and showing itself. And how many contracts can these organizations hold if they see new talent coming up and what do they do with? Yeah, you're, you're right. Like these new players coming in, are they going to have to drop? Are they just going to keep spending money to lock these people up? I mean, there's, 
a lot going on. Um, the last thing I would say as far as APP responses go is they also said that at the end of this first tournament here, which, what is it? Is it the Mesa Open? Yeah, so there's Mesa, which I believe is kind of part of their 2022 schedule. But then there's the Boca Raton Masters, which was Boca, supposed to be a wrap-up to 2021, even though Got it. Mesa's, uh, Mesa is next week. Boca's yeah. two mm-hmm. weeks from now. Boca's technically right. part of 2021. I think Mesa's technically part of 2022, unless I'm wrong on that. Uh, I think that's how that's working. Well, so they said that at the end of the, the Masters, Boca – they are going to make an announcement about, and, and basically this sounds like a counter, but they're going to make some sort of announcement of some new project or plan or investment that's going to allow them to expand and create one unifying league. They had a number of logos on that announcement in addition to the APP logo. One of them, most interestingly, in addition to like the, the senior pro council was USA Pickleball. So you wonder, are USA Pickleball and APP now looking at each other and saying, hey, we need to combine forces here because there's too much going on and there's these other parties accumulating too much power. We kind of need to band together in order to, to survive and, and move forward and, and thrive. But- yeah. Well, I mean, to me, I think a combination of, of USA Pickleball events and APP Pickleball events has been working in places like Hilton Head and and Atlanta and I think it's a natural it's a natural partnership right I think APP has a track record of running good events and appealing well to to the amateurs I don't know why they wouldn't partner in a in a lot more events so I think it I think it makes sense strategically and I think there's also a little something more to to look forward to on on that um, yeah right whatever, whatever date that is yep just more to the saga. Yep, yep. It'll be Things are happening. See how this all shakes out. Mm-hmm. Um, Zane, did you want to talk about the the spin serve at all? Oh, oh. sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, like We've... you could either just listen to me here, or you could, uh, or you can read the blog. Nobody's gonna go read my blog if they can just listen to me. Read the blog. Let's just ask a couple questions here. Sure. The PPA has outlawed any type of hand spin on the pro circuit serving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I defeated a uh, 12-year-old boy in singles yesterday who was flipping Congrats. the ball. Thank yeah. you. The pickleball gymnast, shout out, uh, Will. And he was flipping the ball, and I almost was like, hey, bro, that's not PPA pro rules, but I let him get away with it. Uh, and what's next for that? Is it going to be all across the board? Is it just going to be at the PPA? Is it worth having three different serves for three different rule books? Yeah. Well, from the sounds of it, you've improved your returning game, Tyson, because I remember last time I was flipping a couple <laughs> serves at you. I think you returned zero, zero out for of seven. Ten, maybe, seven, I think. Something like that. You oh, didn't give seven. me ten. Yeah, gotcha. you gave me yeah, seven. I missed, I missed one or two. Uh, I don't think I missed three. But uh, so good. I'm glad to hear that you're... I don't think you... No, you you gave me seven serves. You might have missed two, but I didn't get a paddle hardly on... I got a paddle on some, but I didn't return any of them. There you go. You also go to Tyson's Instagram for that one, Uh, guys. We we have to redo it. The lighting was bad. Uh, But yeah, but he wasn't flipping them like you were flipping them. Like they had a teeny bit of kick to them, but not like a 90 degree angle. Sure, sure. Gotcha. Um, So... 
maybe this might s- surprise some people, but the, the way that I see it is, and the way that the, the, the rationale behind USA Pickleball's rule change was they don't want the serve to become the focus of a rally. And now I am opinionated on how I don't believe that that's the case and that players are getting better at returning the serves. But if that's your rationale, right, that you don't want the serve to be dominant part of pickleball, then I think picking one way of spinning a toss and outlawing it, yet allowing another way, doesn't make any sense. The way I see it, you're either for a, a pre-spin toss or you're against a pre-spin toss. Who cares how you get the spin, in my opinion? And so the PPA just said, we're against pre-spin toss. That's fine. I don't agree with that, but at least it's logical. They're not saying you can spin it this way, but you can't spin it that way, right? right. They're saying we don't want any spin on any toss. We're going to do our own thing, and that's, that's fine. I think the PPA's rule change, while I disagree with it, is logical. Um, again, USA Pickleball now is... You can spin it one way, but not the other. And we'll have to leave a little bit more of the, the explanation for why I think that that rule change is going to be counter-effective. You'll have to read the blog for that one. Shout out to, uh, shout out to the Dink blog. Nice. I like uh, this. Yeah, yeah I, get, I get paid $1 every time I mention the Dink blog. So I think we're up to three on Venmo now. Yeah. Um, you're you're going to Venmo him, uh, Thomas? Well, I don't have Venmo. I shut mine down, so... But if you sent them already, I, there's not a lot I can do. The request it's in cyberspace, so okay. You hate to see it, but I mean, I think it does cause a little bit of of confusion with with rules for players that are that are going back and forth. But you figure it out a little bit. M- worse than anything, I think it's confusion for the the viewers. Why are why are players on this time that I'm watching a live stream doing this weird goofy thing where they're turning their back and hitting the ball? But then right. these guys are are doing nothing. I think it causes confusion for the for the viewers. Um, I don't think multiple sets of rules are great at the pro game. I think eventually we'll move to a spot where we have different sets of rules for different skills, just like most sports do, right? In yeah. tennis, when you're under 12 years old, you play on a court that's like half the size with a tiny tennis racket and a funny looking ball right you have different rules based on different skill levels just like you do in basketball the three-pointer is different right uh women's basketball is a little bit smaller there's different rules for different people i think we're eventually going to move that way but other sports don't have different rules within the pro game i think eventually i think my prediction is in 2023 this year there's going to be a rule change proposed going to an open hand, no spin toss in USA Pickleball, I think that will probably go through. Um, like, a ta- like a table tennis. Uh, yeah, something like that. Okay. But then this all, the serve rule, let's not forget, the serve rule was broken before I broke it worse, right? There are three elements of the serve rule. You're, the top part of your paddle has to be below the level of your wrist. You need to make contact below your waist, which is defined as the belly button or interpreted as the belly button, even though belly button is not written anywhere in any rule. And then finally, you have to be swinging in an upwards motion. You can watch people serve. Watch a Tyson serve. Watch a Deckel serve. Watch me serve. Baby <laughs> Kirio serve. Even if you slow these things down, as slow as they go on YouTube, you can't tell whether these things are legal. Referees cannot enforce any of the three serve rules. So what I think should happen is I think we should go 
all drop serve. That is an even playing field, and all you have to police is make sure the person's not throwing the ball down or throwing it up. Right now, all three portions of the serve rule are completely subjective and unenforceable. So hopefully we can go to a, uh, a more sort of standard rule. And so yeah. that's, my, that's my opinion. I think that's going to be down the road a couple of years, but there you go. That's more serve very, controversy from Zane. Very insightful, honestly, because you get on the pickleball forum. If you post a video of you serving, you get 50 people saying that's illegal. You get another 50 people taking the screenshot of your point of contact and saying, no, that's totally legal. Then you get a huge all-out war of whether it's legal or not. And then you ask a professional, and they're like, that's legal. And then you ask another professional, and they said, that's illegal. And then you go to a tournament, and nobody ever corrects you on your serve at all because it looks totally fine. In And, and I think that that is many people's experiences when posting videos of their serve online. And so that's very interesting to say that the drop serve is, and it really is, it's the easiest and maybe the only way to police a consistent serve across everyone. Yeah, I think so. And there's, you know, I think Padel tennis might be a decent model. I think that's the other sport to my knowledge that uses a, a drop serve. Um, it'll be easier to enforce than, than anything else. So I think that that's the I think that's the the three to five year plan for the serve and pickleball. You heard it here first. Well, that's news again. Yeah, or the or did you put this on the blog first? It was on the blog. So. Okay, you heard it here <laughs> second. So uh, Zane, do you got to run? Yeah, I should probably head out of here. What time is it, gentlemen? It is uh, a... twenty, almost quarter two. Not okay. quite quarter two. All right, guys. Uh, yeah. Thank, thank, thank you, Zane. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah, thanks it. Thanks for all your time. What are you going to go do now? Some training? Yep. Going to go play some pickle. Classic. The life yep. of a pro. Work on my drop serve. <laughs> You're going to be wham. ahead of the curve <laughs> by only working on drop serve for the next three years. There you go. Really yep, intelligent. Yep. All right, guys. Okay. Hey, thanks, thanks a lot. A lot of fun. Till next time. Yeah. If, you, if you're desperate for another person to come on the pod again, I'm always here. So. Okay. Next week. <laughs> Got it. Later, boys. Later. See you, Zane. Yeah. Thomas, another informative edition of Pickle yeah. Pod. That was great. Another very politically correct edition. Um, How are you doing? You're in Austin now. Yeah, I'm in Austin right now. And can and you see this like sun glare right now? It just makes you look angelic. It's fine. Just leave it alone. No matter what you do. The sun keeps shifting, so it's like I fix it and then it Yeah, no, I don't know why you keep there you go. Nope. You're wrong. Just sit down. Uh Thomas. Yeah. Is this your first day in Austin? Uh yesterday was. Yesterday? And you're know. just in a hotel right now. Yeah. Um, and when are you moving in? Don't you do you have an apartment? I mean, so I have my apartment. I went in there. Um, and, uh, looks awesome. No furniture furniture's in, in transit. So, uh, yeah. You uh, own your first own day of classes tomorrow too. First and day of class. Weekend. Wow. Yeah. Full schedule. You Through got a lot going Saturday on. Saturday and Sunday too. Nightmare. A nightmare. Wow. Uh, is it making you rethink going back to school? 
having somebody tell me that I have to stick to a schedule again. Yes. Dude, I'm going to tell you a quick story about me when I tried to go back to school. So I had been out of school for like six years and I was like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm going to go take some placement tests and maybe get back into school. Uh, I went to the local university and I took some placement tests in math and I think it kind of like in general, like you take tests and they are like, okay, here's what level you would be at for these classes. And I took the tests and then I set up a meeting with the counselor to go over the test with me. And I went into the, the counselor and this is when I was probably about your age, like 27, 28 years old. And we're talking about school and going back to school and what classes I should take. And halfway through the meeting, I just said, I, uh, I hate to do this to you, but I'm not going to waste any more of your time. I can already feel that I'm going to drop out again. I can already feel it. Like I have, I'm not excited to wear a first day of school outfit. I'm not excited to like go back to school and do classes. And I'm just going to stop you short. And she's like, no, it's way better when you're older. I was like, I can feel that it's not. I just like this conversation we're having is making me completely unexcited for it. And I left. Well, you and I are the same in that uh, we don't like a lot of structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We like to kind of be our own, uh, our own bosses. So sure. I agree with that. So it'd be interesting to follow us because I already, I thought that I only had classes tomorrow afternoon and it was more like orientation stuff. Yeah. And then I just looked at the schedule and I have like full days Friday. Uh-oh. Saturday. But you're going to these classes with the goal and of becoming your a better boss for yourself, right? Oh yeah, yes. Yes, that's so that's the goal at the end is to become a better boss for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So uh, so yeah. Okay. So Zane was great. Um. I wish we could have had the same conversation we are having before we started recording, while we, we were recording. Um, because, uh, there's a lot more detail to those contracts that I, I think people don't really realize. Um, there are opinions. We all, I think we all have slightly different opinions on good, bad, what's, what's right. What's, you know, and uh, well, and I haven't seen the contract. So I also like (laughs) you and I are not fully aware or maybe you are i haven't seen the contract i don't know all the writing in it i haven't seen all the fine print i don't know all that yeah. stuff so yeah until you do you kind of have to you know hold some uh, yeah. reservation because well unless you're, yeah. you're aware of it all then there's a lot of different I, I mean there's a lot of different ways to take this this conversation I, one of the biggest questions i have is like okay so the ppa the PPA just announced this like slate of signings, right? Which is, um, you know, they just signed Leah Jansen, AJ Kohler, Thomas Wilson, Jay DeVillier, Lauren Stratman, Callan Dawson, Pat Smith, Rob Nunnery, and most recently Steve Deacon and Spencer Smith. And I think it's implied that most of the people from uh, last year are re-signing. But what we don't know is whether these players signed the one year or new beefed up three year, 100% exclusivity contracts. My understanding Um, was that they were making everyone, even people who were currently contracted for a year, resign to the three year. 
I'm sure they presented the new ones and said, we'd like you, we'd like to replace these ones with the, the, the three years. Uh, but regard like whether a person said, okay, or stuck with the first year and they signed one of them, the PPA was still going to announce that signing, right? Whether okay. it was three year or one year, I guess you're so, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. And, um, I don't know. So I'm, I'm just not sure who's, who signed what contract at this point. Um, but I do know that some big names have already executed the, the three-year contract. Um, and I think as these big names sign, this, the, you know, the, the, I, let's just call them the lower ranked pros will, will follow suit. Yeah. Cause they'll want to be associated with the, top rank guys well, they right? want to be on the premium tour right they want to be sure they want to be uh playing with the best and um right now that's what the ppa is and uh <clears throat> from everyone i've talked to tom dundon has very very big plans for uh you know they're already off to a good start but making the ppa the you know the premier tour in all of pickleball uh and these recent moves are are um lending to just that so it's been fun to watch i was like i you know I was it was a lot this. like as it started yeah. dropping i was like wow this is a lot of off-season news this is great yeah uh, and we had missed a week last week because we could have been talking about this last <clears> week <throat> over the holidays because i think it had already dropped before our usually scheduled appearance here and I was right. like, oh, man, this stuff, if we keep going this trajectory, we're going to have a stack of news we have to get through. Oh, it's not done. I mean, it's it's no. not done. There's still going to no. be a lot more developments. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, it's interesting. Okay, can, I mean, can you see this rainbow, though? Yeah, you look so angelic right now. Bro. I mean, <laughs> come on. That's well, I've got a development for you, Thomas Shields. Okay, let's hear it. Uh I discovered an electrolyte mix that works. Oh, I'm drinking some right now, dude. You are? Is it Relight? I have, yeah. It is Relight. Uh, no, I got my, I just got it in the mail. You got I'm it? Having yes, this, dude. I'm having yes. this. Oh, that's better. I'm having that's this um, boost right now, raspberry mango, first of all. Yeah. Delightful. Uh, second of all, I think it. <laughs> I think it got me a little too amped up. Oh, because of the energy. Yeah. So they have, have an energy version. Yeah. They have a regular version. Separate, they have a pre-workout. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I discovered it a little while ago. And I'm not really that like, uh, I'm, I don't really feel like the effects of products that often. You're but not a this supplement is, guy. I'm not a supplement guy, but this is the first supplement where I've felt like I felt muscle cramps go away because of it. And one of the reasons is that it has over four times the amount of electrolytes as other leading brands. So it's actually replacing, like if you sweat for an hour, you're losing about a thousand milligrams of sodium, but some of the leading brands have less than a hundred milligrams of sodium in their electrolyte mix. This has that amount that you're losing. And that's why it tastes a little salty. It's like a salty, sweet flavor, but it's because it has right. so many more electrolytes and it uses unprocessed salt uh, uh, or macro blend that they have pulled from the earth. Like so there's sea salt, yeah. 
yeah but it's like in from a salt mine in the middle of utah so that's just my thing like i like sharing products i love and relight is the only mix they sent um they sent in so i got i got a box of it and they sent just a thing of salt yes just yes sea salt yes and And it's uh, delicious right and i was i was reading this book and it was all about like I don't know what it was called own the day. Right. So like, you're just trying to like improve yourself in any which way, right. From breathing to like um, what you're putting in your body. And one of the things they said was uh, if you don't have one of these supplements or something, just adding like a pinch of actual sea salt to your water can help tremendously with hydration. One, it just helps with water retention. Right. Um, The other is that it has all these like natural minerals um, that, uh, have electrolytes and, and all that stuff. So yeah. I was actually adding sea salt to my water sometimes. Um, now you just, actually just sent a real, yeah. Like, so they're proving that they actually use real sea salt, but yeah. Um, yeah. And this is better because it's unprocessed. So they're not using like the white table salt that's been heavily processed and refined. Right. This yeah, is yeah, no, you can't do that with the table earth. salt. You really yeah. can't do that. Straight from the earth. You got to do the you so, got to do sea salt. Um, um, well, cool. I'm glad you enjoy it. I uh, I sent you some, had them send you some because I loved it so much. And uh, if you see me on the court, I'll probably have it on me. If you want to taste it, I'll give it out for free if I have it. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the Dink Awards? I liked them, but like I said, like I wish I could have chosen all the winners. Just like yeah, you. we need. We need, um, we need some, like, I wanted to do more like funny topics, right? Like, yeah, I wanted like Zane to win like most handsome or something, you know, like something like, like sort of like, well, you can't turn it into a full joke. Yeah. Right. So it, I think it had legitimacy and it was really great. Like the players were super receptive to it. A lot of them were posting. I think they're proud of them. And, um, and the fans voted. I mean, they're real awards, right? Right. I mean, right. Thousands. So they're of fan. They're that. fan awards. As long as we, yeah, yeah, right. It's uh, like the People's Choice Awards. Because the, the other people's thing we could awards. do is have a panel of people then give the awards out rather than put it to a vote. But I like the vote. The vote's good. It gets people involved. Yeah. yeah. I also but, wasn't um, up for any awards. Like you would think, like number one pickleball podcast in the world would be an award that we yeah would have won. i you know we should have done that we should have um and then we were the only contestants we should have yeah, had a category just us. podcast <laughs> and then just, just and then um we give a thank you speech and all that uh-huh um but uh all right but listeners you know if you have a if you have an idea for like some funny or like clever awards or something like that let's let's hear them let us we're gonna know. keep giving awards even after award season is over or this we'll is for next, next year, year. We okay. could do like mid-year awards too, right? Okay. Um, you know, we make the rules over here. Okay. Sure. Yeah, that's the beauty um, of it. On that note, though, can you guys please, if you're enjoying this podcast, Spotify, hit the follow button. It helps us a ton. Um, Apple Pods, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, like the video. Um, our again, I, I was saying our last episode crushed it. Yeah, uh, it was it was really encouraging. No surprise, though. It was a great four thousand people listened to that one. Yeah, um, which was which was really cool. And uh, I think only up only up from here. And I, I just think that uh, I think the audience of pickleball is truly just growing 
as is the sport. I mean, Thomas. the amount of people interested in the sport are growing with the amount of people playing it, obviously. I mean, I've had people stop me on the courts and tell me how much they love the podcast. Yeah. No, I, Which means we're I've doing our job. reception to it as well. Um, somebody came up to me in a gym, like right before the new year and was like, I love the pickle pot. And I was like, really, really? Yeah. <laughs> like that's, and you were so getting recognized in public because of it, which is yeah, beautiful. Okay. It's beautiful oh, to know. It makes us motivated to continue to give you the content that you desire right. for your ear holes. <laughs> do I get stopped walking down the street? No, not quite yet. <laughs> I do, that but point? not for pickle pot. We will. We will. Um, if I you go to a pickleball, if you go to play pickleball somewhere, someone will stop you, Thomas, and commend you on a fantastic podcast. Yeah. yeah. And on New Year's, some guy came up to me and was like talking my ear off about, and uh, I was like, dang, that's, that's awesome. So yeah, no, well, we're, we're, um, pickleball's growing. This pod is growing. Yeah. All is, all is right. Pickle pod to the moon forcing it a little bit there i think we're at too many syllables at this point <laughs> okay fine <laughs> fine um but uh but yeah uh i think we're right in an hour okay that's it. it flew by it really did it always flies by we have great guests and uh, we have a lot of fun with them uh thanks everybody for tuning in any closing remarks thomas before we uh, skedaddle no um we'll get somebody on next week interesting to talk about if there's any more developments to this whole thing, because uh, there's still a lot more that's going to happen, but we're also updating on the newsletter, the blog, follow us on social. We'll keep, we'll keep updating everybody as we find out more. Yep. I agree. Cool. Okay. All right. See you next week. We did it. <laughs>